Welcome, community group leaders, to this week's episode of the Deeper Podcast. I'm Cody Leekan, sitting in for Jeremy. We had a little technical snafu, so hopefully that this trial will go well. And I'm yes. joined here with the Reverend oh. Rohishma. <laughs> he always calls me Reverend. Okay, so yes, it's great to be with you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we're excited to have you. Thanks. So last week we had something pretty big happen. Took a couple hours of time. Had this massive three. LED wall, three yes. hours. That's it was right. awesome. Wyatt and the tech team, they killed it. They brought it this did. massive screen, and it really helped create this immersive experience, just walking through the life of Jesus. Yes. Now, so, before we ahead. get involved here, go ahead. I just want to address something that all of the fans are going to notice. <laughs> I know I noticed it. The glasses. The do you glasses. think that your new glasses, they look new to me, I hadn't seen them before, but do you think your new glasses, do you think people were more noticing the screen and not your new glasses? Like, Okay, we so those were old glasses, actually. Old glasses. They were uh, bifocals, yeah. and I, I was looking at things close and far at the uh. same time, and I didn't want to flip my glasses on, so I reached down into the back of the drawer, pulled out Pulling my old, out glasses, old glasses, and that's what I got. So now you know the rest of the story. Ah, well, I saw yeah. the glasses, and I was like, wow, I got a spiffy screen and new glasses, I know, but I know, not but new. This was, it was were... awesome. The deeper experience was three hours. We went through the book of Matthew. We we um, had uh, about 200 slides, and I made it through almost all of them, and we were able to go through the life of Jesus and three hours. I was exhausted, but really full, full of feeling that God had uh, done a, used me for his purposes. But also, I think if you went there, whether it was online or in person, you really got a lot. There was a lot to grasp from that and a deeper, deeper meaning. I had people I've taken to Israel with me who loved the refresher, oh, and yeah. people who haven't yet gone to Israel who um, really got a greater desire to go after visiting those places. So... Your pictures were amazing. They really helped me understand where we were at in the Good. story and just interacting with it on a whole new level. And I know that prep for that must have been crazy and immense, but thank you so much for going through that and then taking yeah. us on that experience. Um, you can find that episode of the Deeper, Deeper Experience. Yeah. It's on our YouTube page, and you can search in YouTube. You can search Fellowship. Either way you get to it, it'll be there. It's three hours. Sadly, we don't have the time to go through it all today right here, but right. you can search for that. I will try to grab a link and put it into the email for those who missed it. But as we continue... It will help, though, to watch it versus yes. listen to it. Listening to it, you're just going to miss. I had so many illustrations that you had to see to actually connect it to what I was saying. So watching it is best. Yes, that that is for sure. And they got a real good shot of both you and the screen, so... Great. Hopefully you got to experience that. If not, be on the lookout for it. Now, Joe, we've got a buzzword that's been kind of floating around the church a little bit. Yes. Something coming up. Brian kind of teased to it last week. Yes. But now that you're here, can you help us understand, like, we've got this Bethlehem experience. Okay. It's a thing. Yes. We've been talking about it. Bethlehem experience in December. The uh, second and third weekend of December, we're opening up our Building A to create a first century Bethlehem city. And uh, people are going to have a real immersive experience where they come with their family and friends. And we're really gearing this so that you can invite your family and friends 
who are far from God and would like a, an experience like this, that they would come to you for an experience, but not necessarily a worship service. And so yeah. it, uh, it helps you just communicate the whole story, and it's guided, so there'll be someone taking you through and explaining every step of the way. It'll be uh, fast-paced. You'll cover 10 different locations wow. of this city in under an hour. And it will have a synagogue, a typical home at the time of Christ, a marketplace at the time of Christ, um, and then a nativity cave where the the, the family is, and yeah. you'll see that. And it, it, again, one of the things I love about this, it just kind of redeems what our culture has taken of Christmas and focuses it on Christ and sets you up. If you bring a family or a friend or a workmate or... Um, anyone, you know, whoever you bring to this, we want to set you up for just a simple question at the end of this of what did you think? What did you think? And just see what God does with someone uh, in their heart as they go through this. So we're really looking forward to it. So save those dates, second and third weekend of December. Yes, registrations will be open shortly. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you get signed up with you and your friends, and it's going to be awesome. Also, we want to thank everyone who's been involved with making the sets Absolutely. and making the costumes and going through it. We really couldn't have done it without you. So thank you so much if you've been a part of that team who or the teams. There's oh, many yeah. of them. Yeah, like right now, our set design and construction teams are going like crazy. I've seen people working hours and hours oh, yeah. there. Shurfi Kemper, thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Also, Shelly Zipperly, who's done all the designing and all that kind of stuff. She's yes. just done. She even developed a website so you can go there and learn all the things that are happening. So, yeah, so cool. really cool. Really cool. Thank you, everyone. Awesome. So be on the lookout for that coming up in the second and third week of December. Now, Joe, we've got a passage for this week. We're going to do something a little different. So if you're listening to this or if you're watching it, we're not going to go through and read the passage because we've got a couple big chunks of Scripture here. Um, but if you have your Bibles, I encourage you to open them up because as we keep going through it, you'll be able to follow along. And Joe's got the message this weekend, which as we go through and get to the questions, we encourage you to watch that previously to going through the questions because it will be vital in helping understand them and figure out how to interact with them in your groups. But Joe, so we've yeah. got Matthew chapter 19, starting in 13, going all the way to 2016. Yes. 2016. That's right. 2016. That's how many years is that? I'm just kidding. That's a couple. How of many years. verses? There's a lot of verses. Yes. And uh, if I can just give you kind of the major takeaways from this passage, Jesus is making disciples. Right. That's what we said in our deeper experience. Jesus was making disciples, and he was preparing disciples for his resurrection yeah. and taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. He had been teaching them all along about the kingdom of God, and he compared it with the kingdom of this world or this kingdom that we've constructed. It's a distorted kingdom, and so he brings clarity to that kingdom, and he's going to talk to us about the heart of the kingdom, the reward of the kingdom, and then the the, uh, way of the kingdom. And with the heart of the kingdom, he's going to point to a child, and he's going to say, unless you become a child, you won't enter that kingdom. And so what is it about a child? It's... It's a simple trust and humility in a child that makes Jesus say, this is the heart. This is the heart of the kingdom. It's just like that. Secondly, he shows the uh, story of the rich young man who came to him and said, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus goes through everything and tells him, but sell everything, give to the poor, and then come and follow me. And he went away sad because he was wealthy and couldn't part from that. And Jesus was basically saying, look kingdom of this world just celebrates wealth. Whether you have it 
and the security that you get from it or whether you don't have it and the potential to get it as your as your hope and your future in life. And Jesus is just going to call you away and say, look, it's not in accumulating or getting that makes you a part of this kingdom or reflects the kingdom. It's really on how you give, what you give up. And whatever you give up, there's a reward. And he goes a hundredfold, hundred times. Wow. That's huge. And that's, a, that's something that is far beyond whatever money could get us here on earth. And then finally, through the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, where the person who serves uh, from the first hour on to the first person who gets hired the last hour, they get the same amount of money. And it seems so unfair, but it really shows us the way of the kingdom is God's graciousness. It's We have to be people who, since we received grace, we need to reflect that grace. And so the three major takeaways are, number one, where's my heart? Number two, what reward am I pursuing? And and really, number three is who am I comparing myself to? And what is my comparison basis? And, and we're called to grace, not comparison. So Yeah, that's awesome. So a little recap for that so that we're not going to be going through reading that. So yeah. a little bit change of pace there. But so as we dive into these questions, what is going to be that big takeaway that you want people to pull from this passage? Yeah, so I just want them to see that it's an upside-down kingdom. The kingdom of God is an upside-down kingdom. So what you see in this world and what you feel from this world and what you experience as you navigate this world is really not what God intended this world to be. He didn't intend that when he created humanity, there'd just be a few who would rise to the top and be successful and would champion over the others. He didn't he never ordained resources, whether it was the original creation or the redeemed now creation, redeeming um, uh, creation, that for it to be a god and for it us to worship it rather than one, the one who created it, and and then he never he never designed us to compare ourselves with with each other. That's just something that's toxic to the body of Christ. And if you're going to follow Jesus, you've got to live by grace. You've got to cultivate a heart of a child, and you've got to pour your life into a hundredfold reward. So those are my takeaways. Awesome. Thank you. So what else did you pull away from this time of study? We're looking at a lot of scriptures, a lot of different things that are going in different directions. We've got the three different yeah. things that you pointed out. What is something else that you can give to these community group leaders so they can take to their groups? This, sure. this thing that you weren't able to cover in the message because just of the sheer amount of verses. Yeah. And... Okay, so one of them that I'm probably not going to get to unpack a lot of because it's towards the end is when these laborers who, um, if they're working a 12-hour shift, the person who worked 12 hours and the person who worked one hour get the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. And that just makes it look like God is unfair. <clears throat> and what Jesus is saying is, yeah, he is unfair. You never get what you deserve. You always get better than you deserve. Right. That's grace. And so um, that, if you think about it, um, one thing I will mention is that the thief on the cross got the same blessing of salvation and eternal life that the Apostle John, who received Christ and was rejected for Christ and was suffered for Christ and persecuted for Christ and died later in life uh, from a world standard, uh, a mess, but at the same time in God's standard, the first, 
you know. So they receive the same reward. And it leads us to go, well, I can live however I want to live right now. And as long as right before I <laughs> I die, yeah. I can just say the magical prayer right. and I'll have Jesus. And here's here's the thing. You don't want to live like that. You don't want to presume upon God because if you want to pursue this world, the only thing you're guaranteed is a greater desire for this world. Hmm. Just in the same way as if you pursue Christ, the only thing that you're guaranteed on that is you'll have a greater heart for Christ. So if I go after the things of this world, there is no guarantee that at the end of my life I will even want anything to do with Jesus. So you can't control your desires when you when you're enmeshed in the system of this world. And it's going to distort you and distort your world. And so there's no guarantee on that. So now's the day of salvation. If you know Christ, believe him now, pour your life into things that matter. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Joe. That was super helpful. I know, at least for me, because when I'm thinking about the laborer who showed up for one hour, yeah. somebody getting to the end of a 12-hour shift, making the same amount of money, it's just so hard to process through. It's, and with so is. much of the passage, this was really helpful, and I hope it was helpful for you guys as well. All right, so what do you want, or what one truth do you want pe the people to hear from this passage? So I want them to see, first of all, it's an upside-down kingdom. Yeah. And in, in other words, as you live in this world, you look at it and you go, there is something wrong here. And and if, if you just go, this is the world, I'm going to take it, carpe diem, seize the, day. seize the day. It's mine to mine to champion. There is such a draw in, in the area of success and acceptance and affirmation that's going to move you down that road, and it's a distorted kingdom. But Jesus takes that and flips it. And we just need to, first of all, our first point is there's something wrong here. Yeah. Our second point is once we see the beauty and the wonder and the glory of Jesus to say his kingdom is better than that kingdom. And that's, I think, the big thing, the one truth I want everyone to realize is I think we need to take that daily appraisal of our time and our energy and our money and go, this kingdom, this kingdom, the kingdom of God, is better than this distorted kingdom that I know something's wrong with. Yeah. Uh, and so that's that's a key takeaway. Yeah. After the run-through, I'm sitting through processing the message. I was struck just right away how we come out of the gate. We're talking about children and being brought to Jesus <clears throat> and kind of this cultural stigma that, like, that would not have been okay. It wouldn't have been acceptable. Yeah. And as a father of a toddler, I'm just reminded when I look at her and I see the joy in her face as she just lights up and comes running yeah. and thinking about the children coming running to Jesus and Jesus accepting them and embracing them, even though culture said, the world said, don't, get, yeah. leave it alone. Like, yeah. that for me is the reminder that no matter where I'm at in my faith— that I'm still a child of God. Yes. And to be right. have that renewed energy and that renewed passion to look towards God for everything that I need and come right. running. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. That's really good. So, Cody, let me ask you this question, because I'll answer it after you do it. But oh, what, perfect. What's one way that you'll respond this week from the truth of this passage? When I'm thinking about this passage and how I'm going to respond this week, I feel really challenged to accept people like Jesus accepted the children. So as a kid, it's easy to just accept people and to love them. Like when we're in kindergarten, there's just so much love going around between all of the kids. But as we start to get into the older grades, junior high, high school, we start to develop this like sense of selfishness or sense of preservation where we want to not engage with 
the other people of our peers and we want to kind of like close off. And so I think for me, taking away the, the love that God has for me and like remembering that and bringing that to other people, like mm-hmm. being like Jesus and accepting those who society says, Hey, you probably shouldn't accept them because they're different. They're odd. And so taking that love and bring them with open arms and like, Hey, I'm here and I love you. And that's for yeah. him. So just the simple, simple trust and humility of a child. Yeah. yeah. That's something we all need every day. I think for me, um, it's going to be with the grace, which the parable of the laborers in the vineyard really speaks to. And that is, it just does not do my heart well to compare. And comparing is such such a toxic practice that oh, but it's our so culture easy. is in. And our kingdom always compares. Yeah. Because if you don't have this, you need to have it. Right. And if you aren't you haven't experienced this, you need to do that. And so it's always comparing. It's and the toxicity of comparing ha- is is twofold. Number one, if you compare yourself and come out on top, it changes how you view yourself to other people. You see yourself as superior, uh, self-righteous, you can get arrogant in the process. And you can lord yourself over them, rule them, feel superior. But on the other hand, if you compare and find yourself out wanting a shortfall, you're not, you don't measure up, it leads you to depression and anxiety and worry and fear and despair. And so whatever route you go, whatever the end of comparison is, it's rarely good and it's never healthy. So the healthy thing to do is to fall on grace and to realize that for some reason you got it. There's nothing you've done to receive it, but you simply received it and that's been applied to you. And to celebrate the fact that God's grace right now is open for anyone who would call on the name of Jesus and to celebrate whether... They got to their end of their lives and did that when the gospel is made real to them by the power of the Holy Spirit, or whether they're a child and they put their faith and trust in Christ. Everyone has the same in that reward, and we as followers of Christ can rejoice in that reward. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Joe, before we go and pray for the small group leaders, is there any other bits that you had that we covered that you that you would like to share with no, I would just say, as you navigate this with your community group, I would just want to encourage you, go full-hearted. It's an opportunity for you to share that distorted kingdom of our hearts, or of your heart, and to be real and vulnerable, and you will lead to the level, your group will follow to the level of vulnerability that you lead from. So go there, and don't be ashamed that God is working on you when, when you go to vulnerability, when you, when you move towards authenticity. So I'll be praying for you on that. And can I pray? Yeah, please yeah. pray for us. Lord, thanks so much for this time. Thank you for getting into your Word, and thank you for your, the truth of your Word and the glory of your kingdom. Thanks for opening our eyes to see what you have said, and now give us the strength and the faith to trust you whether it's how our own hearts, how we cultivate a heart um, towards you and towards others, whether it's how we view money and possession and blessing, or whether it's how we view others and compare with with, um, them. Lord, we just want you to rule. We want your kingdom to come in our lives, and we um, we want to be able to turn this world upside down because we're living for your kingdom. We thank you. I pray that you'd bless our community group leaders as they do that and be reflected through them. It's in Christ's name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Thank you, leaders, for helping me with this time and allowing me to learn and get practice for this. Um, 
Women, we have a special announcement for you. There is a cross-connected event coming up on November 18th. It's a Thursday. Well, if you go to fbctopeka.com slash events, you can go there to register. And I hear there's a lot of cool things in store. There's a time of teaching, and then there's some, is it arts and crafts that are happening? I don't know. I'll never know because I'm not a woman. But yes, lots of good things are coming up Lots of good things, lots of exciting (laughs) things. Go on to fbctopeka.com slash events and check it out. Also, be putting on your calendars and have it on your radar for mid-December, those second and third weekends for the Bethlehem experience. That's right. Awesome. Thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of the Deeper Podcast. We hope that this time has been helpful for you, and we'll be praying for you as you lead your groups. See you next week. Bye-bye.